0: Welcome to Catch the Fire Toronto's Weekly Sermon Podcast. This message was recorded live at Catch the Fire Church in Toronto, Canada. We hope you enjoy it. Just this week I was, uh, my, my oldest daughter, she, um, she learned how to FaceTime and um, one of the things she told me is, hey daddy, daddy, this is really important. You need to keep your phone on you the whole day. Because if someone calls you, it's gonna be me FaceTiming you. And I loved that basically she's saying, Daddy, you're not that important that nobody else will call you. Is the only phone call you're gonna get is gonna be for me, from me that day. And um, she's excited and she sends me text messages, you know, with a bunch of emojis and all of that. And and she calls me in the middle of the day. And um, it's always a quick conversation because she feels like, well, now she needs to FaceTime me because she told me she was going to. But then she wants to play. And uh, she's so it's always kind of like, hey, daddy, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, really, really good. And I want to get into a conversation. And she's like, okay, daddy, I need to go now. Thank you. It's nice to see you. And then she hangs up on me. And, um, and I love it. Those little few minutes of, of uh, conversation with her, it's just, it just brings me life. My heart is just so filled with love. It's just so filled with that connection of, uh, you know, of seeing her during the day. And I just love that she has that access to me, you know, anytime she wants. And, and um, it's so important. And I, I, love, I also love that, you know, um, when, when we are having some hard days, you know, and, um, you know, some challenging, as you would know, raising four kids, it gets a little busier, you know, at times, not all the time. But um, I love that, like, you know, they give me that face like, well, you know, you know, you're stuck with me. Like, you know, they know they are loved. They know that that is not going to run away. It's not going to walk away from them. So, you know, they give me all the attitude. They give me all the, you know, all the joys in the relationship, you know. And uh, some of them now are, are, are pushing some boundaries. And, and they, they, they do it not afraid whatsoever that that going to walk away. Because they know they're so loved no matter how much of a hard time I'm going to give daddy or mommy, right? He's going to stick around. He's going to stick around. And, and there's a part of me that loves that, and there's a part of me that hates a little bit because they tend to push the buttons, and they know what it is, you know, and they, they really push. And to times where it's like, okay, daddy, just need a few minutes, and I'm going to come back here. I just need five minutes. I look at my wife, and I'm like, you know, and just take a little breath, and then we, we get in there. But, but what I love is that my kids, at no point, they, they are in doubt of their um, sonship. They are in doubt that Daddy loves them, that Daddy's with them, that Daddy wants the best for them. You know, I don't see my kids walking around, and it's like, oh, you know... I'm not a daughter anymore. I'm not a son anymore, you know, because I, I screwed up. I spilled the, the, the cereal bowl again, you know, and, and, and that's it. Like, I lost my son's shape. He's like, I don't see them doing that. And I, I believe that, you know, as we grow, we tend to disconnect a little bit from, from that innocence. We disconnect a little bit from that pure heart. That knows you know, that we are loved, that we are, we are wanted, we're desired by, by our parents, and and um, and there's no way we will lose that title. There's no way we you know we're gonna lose that title of sonship no matter what's happening in life. Right? We as you know, we go through we go through seasons and then we go through seasons. There's days we go to church and there's days that we go to church, right? There's days where it's, it's easier to get through it, it's exciting, it's full of life, and there's days that we just need to get through it. And what I love is that, you know, as uh, 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 I, I love for us to, to stay and remain, in that place of sonship, I want to reflect on that today. To remain in that place of sonship. Either, you know, we are, we are in, the, in the mountaintop or we're in the valleys. Either we're going through uh, an exciting moment and season in our lives or we're going through some hardships in our life. For us to never doubt that Daddy loves us and he is for us. Now here's an interesting thing, is that the enemy, all he can do is try to confuse us and try to distract us and throw in some lies so we may think we're no longer loved by God. And thinking that, oh, my actions now, you know, his love for me is dependent, is completely uh, dependent on what I do and what I say. Either I'm a good Christian or I'm a, not a good Christian. And the enemy has this you know, little things that he drops in our minds. And he's like, you know, I don't know if you're loved. I don't know if you're wanted. I don't know if that is with you. And, of course, each one of the each one of us in this room we have a different story and a different journey and some of us you know have experienced different parenting and, and 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 different trauma you know as 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 kids and and um but but God he so loved you and me that he adopted us he adopted us to be his kids And the Bible says in the place where you were called, uh, uh, that you were called, that you were not a son is the same place where you're going to be called, you are a son and a daughter of the living God. Jesus has purchased us. Jesus has, you know, uh, um, he has adopted us. He has chosen us. And Jesus is just the ultimate revelation of the love of the Father here on earth to us. You know, sometimes we pray, God, would you love me more? Well, here's a little theological concept is that he can't love us anymore. It has already been done. All the love has been already revealed through Jesus Christ in the cross. Now, what we need to pray is, Jesus, would you reveal, would you, would you give, you know, would you increase a revelation in my life for me to understand your love? And when God called, you know, um, God called Jesus and said, hey, you are my beloved son. You are my beloved son. But interesting enough, not too long after, the enemy stamped Jesus. And every time he would address Jesus, he would for some reason leave the word beloved out of it. And he would say, hey, if you are the Son of God, would you do this? Hey, if you are the Son of God, would you do that? And, and I believe that the enemy was trying you know, to be intentional with, hey, that word beloved there, it just bugs me. I don't want you to know that you are loved. I don't want it to come out of my, my mouth That you are loved by our Heavenly Father. And and the enemy, he comes at times and he challenges how much we're loved. And that's all he can do is just challenge. But as we walk in in the truth of who we are. As we walk in the truth of who God made us and, and how we are. We are the apple of his eyes and we're his most valuable possession. And we remain in that place that I am loved, that I am his son, I am his daughter. We remain, you know, ourselves through the seasons. I believe that the world just craves to see people who are full of integrity and responds from a place of sonship, Because that's the only one thing that the world just doesn't get it. What the world teaches us is to to conquer in our own strength. What the world teaches us is that we need to fight for our spot. It teaches us that we need to work harder than everybody else. So we can, you know, we can take our place in in our companies. That we can take our place in the market. And in our school, in our families. The world teaches us that there's something that we need to do to be in that place of favor meanwhile the father is saying hey you are my beloved son and I take pleasure on you I love you and I want us to remain walk away from this place today that we are able to remain in that place of sonship can you say remain to remain sons and daughters no matter what we are facing no matter what we're going through that we remain ourselves that we remain knowing that we are loved that we are wanted that we are his sons and daughters that we remain through it all who we are and that's that's where i want to go with you guys today is he loves us and we are his sons and daughters but i want to i want us to leave today with a challenge for us to start to realize that we can make decisions and we can make, you know, we can use our words and our actions out of that place of sonship and off from a place of feeling an orphan and feeling like we're not loved. And that changes the whole thing. How, if, if, we, if we know where we're coming from, it just changes our response, it changes when you feel like you've been passed by, when you feel like no one is paying attention to you or, or that you don't matter, you're not important, your reaction and what you're saying will reflect exactly where you think you're coming from. It just shows where your heart is, where the foundation of your heart is. It shows who is your anchor and what place it is. And I wanna challenge even myself for us to walk away. Knowing that we are a son and a daughter no matter what. And that we remain ourselves. Even when the world is just throwing in challenged situations. We remain ourselves through it all. You know, I want us to read in, in Luke chapter 15. If you, if you can open your Bible. And I think it's going to be on the screen. And this passage is... Um, the Pharisees are challenging Jesus... And saying, hey, why are you sitting with the sinners? Why are you sitting with the ones, you know, uh, with with these guys here? Why are you sitting with the tax collectors? You know, and, and, and Jesus, in reaction to that, he says, hey, let me teach you three stories here. And he starts with the story of the lost sheep. And he's just developing, you know, telling them how much, you know, the father will run after to that one that is needing help. And then he goes onto the you know the story of the lost coin. Is how much is important that you know that you will find that coin, that you will turn your house around just to find that coin. And it's so important to go above and beyond. And like that's the love of the Father. Just trying, he will find us wherever you are, wherever I am, because he loves us. Now he goes into, into this third story, which we're gonna read it together. And it's a beautiful story of the heart of the father, but I, I, what, I want, what I want to emphasize, emphasize in this story is the relationship of the two sons with the father and how they are reacting out of a place that perhaps is not a place of sonship, a place of not knowing that they're loved and they're wanted, that they're desired by their father. Luke chapter 15, verse 11, he says... And he said, there was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Verse 13, not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he spent it all. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread? But here I am, I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I'll say it to him Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring the best calf, that one that we've been waiting to to dig through, maybe for Christmas, I don't know. Kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Verse 25. Now his older son was in the field. And he has come and drawn near to the house. He heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And the servant said to him, hey, your brother has come. And your father has killed that one calf that we've been waiting to dig in. Because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. So his father comes out. And he says, his father comes out and entreated him. But he answered his father, look, these many years I have served you. I never disobeyed your command. And yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours comes... Who has devoured your property with prostitutes? You killed the best calf, that one that we've been waiting for. You've given the best to him. Verse 31 And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad, for this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and he's now found. You know, this story is probably one of the biggest stories preached in churches. It's such a common story that people would just. Dig through it. And I love it because there's so much revelation in there about the love of the Father running after the Son. About the love of the Father just coming after and saying, I want to reinstate you as a son no matter what you've done. Don't tell me your whole speech that you have prepared. I want to show you how much I love you. Now I want to focus on the two sons because somehow in there it just shows a little bit of our humanity. It just shows a little bit on how you and I react to things. When we don't feel like or when we're not walking out of our identity to be a son and a daughter. When we don't remain ourselves through it all. How do we react? Now the youngest son comes in and says, hey father, I want everything. Can you just split my shares and I want to go and I want to do my own thing. I want to be independent. I'm a big person now. How many of you guys have done that? You know, my oldest, she says, hey daddy, when is the day that I can stay up late without you telling me to go to bed? I'm like, well, when you get older. And she's like, well, 12? I'm like, well, you know, older. And she's like, 18? And I'm like, well, I'm not throwing numbers here. She's like, what about 20, daddy? And I'm like, whoa, we're in the negotiation here now. It's like, it's happening. And we're watching TV, and there's a soccer team, you know, there's a soccer game on. And she's like, how come they can stay late and play soccer this time at night? I was like, all right. Okay, you just gotta go to bed. Okay, we'll chat about this in the morning. But we, in our human nature, that's how we develop. We, de- we develop to be ourselves. We develop to a place where we can now start taking, making our own decisions. We're developing to a place where we're, we're no longer needing someone else to, to make the call for everything we do because now we are responsible and we understand consequences. At least some of us do. And this guy is just, you know, this son is around and he's like, hey, give me everything. All he's after is what he can do alone. Everything that he's after is what he can do in his own, you know, in his own time with his own mind without feeling like he has to do something to serve the Father. He's done with serving the Father. He's done with looking after and building the Father's business. He just wants to go on and about and do his own thing. He wants to party, he wants to spend money, he wants to do whatever he wants to do until things get tough. And I believe that the Father loves us so much that he allows the seasons to happen. And that is always an opportunity for us to just step in back and be like, you know what? I thought I was a grown up, but I think I'm still a child. I need my heavenly daddy. I need my heavenly father. And then the older son is so angry with this whole thing. The older son is like, wait, 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 wait. I've been here serving you so well. I've been here doing, you know, everything that I have to do, following my responsibilities And maybe he even had to pick up the slack from his brother that left. And maybe he had to oversee more stuff. He had to go a little bit above and beyond to keep things in track. And he's like, what? You got a party going on? And wait, 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 wait. Did I hear it right? You got a roast? You're roasting the best cow? The best calf we have, are you roasting that? That was for Christmas. I've been feeding that cow. That was for a moment we're celebrating. This is not worth celebrating. This dude is a loser. Why are you celebrating him? And the father is just like, hey, son, come on inside. Let's just rejoice together. Let's rejoice together. And the son's argument is, you haven't even given me a goat to celebrate with with my friends. And the father says, hey, everything that is mine is yours. In other words, what are you talking about? What do you mean I haven't given you a goat? You go and you take that goat and you celebrate when you want. Everything that I have is yours. Now in our human nature... We tend to, you know, some of us, we, 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 we take what's ours and we live this life independently and others, we may get caught up in religion, unable to celebrate others trying to earn God's favor through works, through striving and of course, God Jesus in that moment he's illustrating this because the Pharisees, he's speaking to the Pharisees, he's speaking to the tax collectors, he's speaking to everybody else in that place, and he's purposely using those words because he's like, Hey, Pharisees, the way you've been living, you know, it's not it's not out of a sonship place. You're not remaining in a place of sonship. Because for the Pharisees, he was always like, hey, there is sinners and there is tax collectors. In other words, there is sinners. We are all sinners, but there are worst sinners. How many of you had that, that sibling that just think, did, it just would screw up all the time and it made your life look so pretty? I, I had one of those. You know, and just, just the last month when mom was here visiting, she's like, you know, I feel like I wouldn't hear anything that you did wrong. And I'm like, thank goodness for my siblings. They did terribly. That make me look so good that I everything I did, it was just it didn't come on the surface. It wasn't a mom and dad's radar. So in our human nature, we so appreciate and we pretty much hope that there's someone who's a little worse than us just so maybe we don't need God as much and we need we don't need his lordship as much because we're doing so well I go to church every Sunday I sing in the choir well we don't have a choir here none of you sing in a choir maybe we will have a choir one day that would be fun I'll be there. Oh, praise the sun! Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! That's as much as you're gonna hear me singing. Now, in our nature, we we grew up to be ourselves, and now. You know, now we can make our own decisions. And and we run away from this concept of obedience. We run away from this concept of serving the Lord. We run away from this concept of remaining sons and daughters through it all. Just because we are facing injustice. Just because we are facing, you know, these promotions that have gone by me. Two times, three times, four times. What about me? And now we want to take... You know, action in our own hands and we want want to make it happen. And we don't understand sometimes because we've been so diligent with our finances. We've been going to church. Why are we not seeing the blessings? Why are we not seeing things flourishing? Why are we not seeing things in our lives? Meanwhile, so much of what we do here on earth, the rewards are just going to be eternal. Eternal. It's when we present ourselves before the Lord and he's going to look at us and says, Oh, my son and daughter, I'm so well pleased on how you remained yourself through it all. He's not going to say how many times you went to church. I'm pleased you went to church. Every Sunday, I saw that you didn't go on the long weekend. But I'm pleased for the rest. When we present ourselves, he's not going to be talking about our possessions. He's not going to be talking about what we accomplished. But he's going to be talking about, hey, you remained yourself. And as a son, you remain, you know, in that place of of, uh, humility, in the place of love. You love others so well. You carry the joy of the Lord even when it was tough. You remain in that place of gentleness and kindness and you were kind to your wife and you are kind to your kids. And you are kind to those that work with you. And you love one another. That's what's going to happen. God is going to look at us and be like, did you remain in that place of sonship through it all? Now I bet in this place here there's so many things that you are like, well, but there's injustice that needs to happen, like, I, I, need, I need to see some, some resolution. Me too, brother. Me too. But what I'm saying is, would we, remain, would we remain in that place of sonship? Because the world just craves to see people who is doing something because they are so convicted someone who, is in, who has integrity, someone who has good character because they know who they are, because they know who God is. Everybody else is not worried about it. Everybody else just you know lives however they want, but the world wants to see us and we have the ability to show them on what it is to be a son and a daughter. We have the ability to be like, hey, this is how we're supposed to live life. Now, you're like, okay, so you showed us, you know, you showed us everything that we've done wrong. How do we get there? Well, we need to, we need to imitate Jesus because he was the perfect son. And we know he went through some pretty tough places. But yeah, he was with the Lord and he was with the Father all the way through. He had the authority from God, he would minister out of the authority from God. He would cast out demons in his father's authority. He, would, um, he had a heart that showed obedience, that it showed a servanthood, um, status wherever he went. He was a servant to those who were in front of him. He's like, "I came here because my father have sent me." And he showed us just how to live that perfect place of some shape. How to be in that perfect place. He had the intimacy with the Father. Everything he did, he just he needed to be connected. He needed to abide in the Father because he couldn't do in his own. When he was in the Garden of the Gethsemane, Gethsemane he was feeling distressful. stressful. He's like he knows what's coming. And he goes in, the disciples stay here, and he walks a little bit farther. And he drops to his, to his knees and he says, Father, Father, I need you. I need you. Meanwhile, the disciples fell asleep. You know, and Jesus comes back and's like, Really, guys? You sleeping? And that is just a perfect representation that we all when we face challenges and face the seasons that are not in our favor how are we going to react are we going straight to the father and be like i just can't i got nothing in me i need you i need you in that place we remain as a son and a daughter or are we just gonna you know run away or are we just going to fill our minds with everything else that you know social media and everything else is being presented to us are we just going to you know try to pretend things are not there and not deal with it or or maybe try to step up and take care of ourselves or however we're doing meanwhile jesus over and over again he went to the father and he's like daddy i need you because i know i'm your son And from that place, you know, he's like, all right, those that are coming, it's time for the Son of God to be handed on to men, Because there is a promise here. There's something happening. What I want to challenge ourselves today is that we will abide in him like there is nothing else. We will abide in him like there is nothing else we can do. We will abide in him, in his word, in his presence, like there is no other place we can find hope. That we will abide in him, that we will jump in. Like the Bible says, Jesus says, Hey, as you abide in me, I will abide in you. Those who abide in me will see the fruits come to life. But if you go on your own and you just start walking and making decisions on your own, you won't see any fruit. And I want us to just start thinking for a second wow, has my actions, has uh, my, my words not aligned with what it is to be a son? Have I just walked in my life however we want? Have I just done? Now, you probably heard this message time and time again. But what I want to pray today is for a Holy Spirit revelation, a deeper revelation of what it is to be a son and a daughter, and for us to remain in that place of grace, of peace, and knowing that He is looking after us, knowing that He is running with us. You know, the Bible says, Fear not, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is His pleasure to give you What you need, it is. His pleasure, it is. But He wants it to do it with you. There has to be some, you know, restoration in how we are living our lives versus how we are supposed to live our lives. And that we start being a little bit more, perhaps, spiritual. That we start tapping in into, you know what? This is how my father is. This is his business. He acts in the spiritual realm that I need to tap in more. That we maybe we start to cultivate a little bit more the ability to remain in peace when everything at work is going crazy. When there's no solution. Maybe we need to remain in love when our boss is just telling us off and being not fair at all with us. Maybe we need to abide in Him in that moment where we just, we just want to explode and take things in our own hands. And we want to take control. Because maybe we don't think that He's watching over us. Maybe we just need to abide in Him. Remain in His presence to cultivate His presence worship him in that place of communion in that place of relationship that's where you know it just seems so backwards to the world it just seems so backwards to to our humanity to all of a sudden it's like okay i'm not gonna do anything but come back in this place where the father is with me i'm gonna put my trust in him we already know that He's after us, but I'm talking about our responsibility as sons and daughters. When was the last time we fasted about something? When was the last time that we prayed for our neighbor? When was the last time that we actually prophesied in our workplace, that we prophesied over our boss, that we prophesied over our co-workers? When is the last time that we just jump in and it's like, I am my son? My, my father's son, I am my father's daughter. And this is how he does things. Therefore, this is how I'm going to do it. This is how I am going to do it. Am I speaking to someone today? What about we stand and I want to pray this prayer. And this is not a message that stops here. This is not something to just be a good Sunday message. I'm hoping that this will get you through Monday. That will get you through Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Because this is something that needs to be cultivated. It's not something that it just needs to be understood. But it needs to be brought out to our heart and our spirit. And we need to ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, would, would you water this seed. Would you water this word but to grow and grow inside of me because I need to be a son. I need to act a little bit more like a daughter. I need to act a little bit more and remain in that place of sonship more than I have done. And my prayer is that the Spirit of God will come in and that He will give us a deeper revelation of how we do this practically. How do you do this? In your marriage, in your home, in your family, in your workplace, in your school, how do you do this on your day-to-day? That it won't just remain a word that is for us to get inspired, but it's something that we start to live in by. So Holy Spirit, today I just pray over each one of us, myself included. Father, would you, would you Come and minister to our hearts. Would you come and anoint us. To start living from that place of sonship. To remain a kid of God. To remain your child. Through it all. Through the circumstances of life. Through the circumstances that is thrown at us. Through it all. Would you increase your revelation of what it is. To be a son and a daughter of God. Spirit of God, we need you. And Jesus, today I pray this prayer. Would you teach me to abide in you? Would you teach me to remain in the Lord? Because I need you. I need you, Jesus. I need to start seeing the circumstances and everything around me not from an orphan perspective but i need to start seeing things from a kid a child of god perspective we need your perspective father we need your perspective you have created it all you have developed it all so Father, today we just say, would you teach us, would this be a journey that we just go deeper in our sonship with you? Would today start a new level that goes deeper in what it is to be a son? That in the face of injustice, in the face of fear, in the face of unfairness, in the face of troubles of this world, that we would remain a son and a daughter of God through it all, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen. We hope you encounter God and were inspired by this message today. To watch video of this message and other messages from Catch the Fire in Toronto, visit catchthefire.tv. Catch the Fire has churches, schools, events, missions and media all around the world. To find out more, visit catchthefire.com.